0: Oh, hello. <laughs> I'm Dell Shores. And I'm Emerson Collins, and you're watching the Dell and Emerson show.
1: Straight talk.
0: Real gay. Oh, look, I'm back on the screen where I'm supposed to be. They caught us being silly before the broadcast went live. Oh, just this totally natural, unplanned silliness.
1: Yes. Um, well, we are I'm so glad you're not over my shoulder on um, on a, uh, a FaceTime, it was, it was so stressful, that show. I know, I was so
0: impressed with your ability to manage all of the nonsense while I just sat and talked at my cell phone.
1: I'm, I'm still, I still have not quite recovered, Emerson, so you just have to bear with me, just bear with me. I just have no. to take a deep breath.
0: Don't worry everyone, the control of the banners and the images and the comments are back in my hands. I'm so happy. I'm so happy.
1: I love, nobody's more excited about it than you. You, yo, you know, it was like moments before the show. I don't know why, Emerson was just like, I don't know. He thinks that he's gonna pray and God's gonna put his internet back on. Or his, you is you know. not what I thought. But he's like, okay, we have a little problem. So I am, uh, he's, Tr- walking me through because he has access to the password to this. I don't know shit y'all. I have been telling you the truth for months. I do nothing but show up. So anyway. Um, well, I will say I got lots of comments on Instagram and places.
0: People were thoroughly entertained by our can-do
1: yes, well, can do
0: spirit. So it was so much fun watching you figure it out. I think they just liked
1: people enjoyed watching your your struggle. <laughs> I have no idea what the stories were. I just was like, just, oh, please, please let this be. And then I had a, a reading after that with our friend Chad Darnell's new movie. I was playing um, a 50 year old man whore. Yes. Um, so I was, I don't know, either typecast and then I but I was just happy that he was less than my age. Um, <laughs> so there was so much stress Emerson. Dale, you're the
0: pretty one. Emma's the technical one. See, you,
1: Rick. That's the way, yes. Thank Very you,
0: sweet. Um, well, in my week, y'all, I told you that because the internet's making me crazy, and I've been really digging into what can I do that feels productive that's an actual contribution. So I told you, I took my phone banking training and my text training to work on campaigns. And y'all, I spent all week texting for Joe Biden.
1: Yay. Thank you. I was Thank talking you.
0: with somebody earlier said, so now, you know, those texts you get and you're like, uh, leave me alone. I'm already voting. Yes. Stop texting me. A whole bunch of people this week got texts that said, hi, this is Emerson with the Joe Biden campaign. Did anybody say, is this Emerson Collins? I will tell you. No, <laughs> <laughs> that's adorable. They said, no, is this Emerson Hatcher? You know, Terry Hatcher's daughter is named Emerson. Oh, I think it's a contest between me and Olivia's nephew, Emerson Newton-John, and Terry Hatcher's daughter, for which Emerson uh, wins um, in the known category. But I did. But it was really interesting, y'all. One, it's very easy. They make it super simple. You Once you log in, they set up the first text that you send out to a big batch of people and then you wait for their responses. And whatever they say, they have already thought of a response for like there is no there's down to like if someone swears at you, if someone's a MAGA supporter, if someone says yes to whatever the campaign is about. Because I did one day that was about would you be willing to phone bank or volunteer for Biden like me? But then I did another day that was looking for people who work in the legal profession to be poll observers or work a voters hotline because of their legal expertise. Now in that group, there were definitely some legal people that were Trump supporters. I did get one, fuck you. And then I used the MAGA sign off button and it just puts in, okay, thank you. Have a blessed day. A blessed day? <laughs> so, not a blessed, but something like that. But like they have everything done. So it really is simple. And y'all, I felt so good. Like I was contributing. Like I did something this week to help the guy I want to get elected get elected. And it was very rewarding. And yes, I'm telling people in our audience, but like, nobody knows that it's not like I'm like tweeting at people and arguing with some Trump supporter. What? I like what are you that? talking about. Who does that? No judgment. <laughs> but that is not fulfilling for me personally. And y'all, this really was, and it's really easy. So if you've got hours to spare like me, because you're unemployed, like me, um, the campaigns
1: can really uh, use a lot of help. Well, I am so glad you did it. And uh, I just want to know though, you know, if, if if I were to do it, uh-huh. could I just do some of my own texting or do you have to do their their
0: their There is a system that they log you into so that you don't have the people's numbers that you're texting and they don't have yours. Now you could obviously obviously just type in random numbers on your phone, Dell, just be like three one oh four four two nine seven three one. Who are you voting for? I like, pick random numbers.
1: <laughs> it's like
0: well, Y'all, please don't text or call the number I just made up on the show. Yeah, no, that was he just made that up. I him. just said random numbers, and that's probably someone's real phone number because I didn't use the T V one. But
1: you five, know, five five five. Five five five. Everybody's five five five, five in T V land. So well I'm so glad you did that, Emerson. And it's very inspiring. And I you you I told you last week that Beverly D'Angelo's been making calls and she says, she says, hi, this is Beverly D'Angelo. And I'm calling. <laughs> you know,
0: if I got a call from Beverly D'Angelo, I would say yes to whatever she asked. And I said, do, do they recognize you? And she says, 50, 50. <laughs> That's much better. You know, mine would be like one out of a thousand. So, but I think oh. it's funny that you go, hi, is this the Beverly D'Angelo? Cause then it gets into a whole conversation. But she's Not. been calling. Like, she she calls. Well, wouldn't that be the problem? It's like she only gets in one
1: call every half hour. Is that like a, well, yeah, Patsy Cline was a struggle. I had to work on The Voice. You know, you know you're going to get those. Well, what was it like working with Chevy Chase? Um, so... <laughs> Uh,
0: well, hello, everyone. What we do here is the LGBTQ
1: news and nonsense.
0: Whether you're watching us on my YouTube, on either of our Facebook pages, or on Periscope, on Twitter, say hello. Please share the broadcast. Help us bring in new people to watch. Um, but before we get on to the LGBTQ news, you know, in June, our whole, all we focused on, right, was pride and protest and talking about the Black Lives Matter movement and being anti-racist. And it's really important as we work to be allies to other communities and communities that many of us, uh, many of our members are in, right? There's lots of Black LGBTQ uh, people. Obviously, the announcement that only one of the three officers in Breonna Taylor's case would be charged and that the only charge he would be charged with was wanton endangerment of the other apartments. So nothing to do with Breonna Taylor's death itself. has caused a, a huge explosion and return uh, to being in the streets across the country, and certainly in Louisville, uh, reviving the intensive action we've seen through the summer in protests from Black people saying that's not enough. Yeah, well,
1: it's it's and and I love that it's it's not it's not just Black people. It's it's people who care about the Black Lives Matter movement. It's it. They were, in fact, Don Lemon the other day on CNN. He was just marvel. He was marveling at the um, uh, at the diversity. That's the word I'm looking for of the diversity of the protest. Which, of course, all the Republicans are calling riots. That just it, it, it's just insane how political this is going to continue to be. But uh, it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking, and it's it's just a gut gut punch to so many people who have who have cared, who have learned to care for her through this tragedy. So um, anyway. Well, and you know, it's,
0: it's vital and incumbent that we show up and stand beside the black community as allies, because once again, and this is my response to people who focus on like the riot or bad actors or who are they white supremacists coming in to make noise or people in frustration or like looting and stealing stores is if you're more upset by the violence done in response than the institutional violence that caused the reaction that you're seeing, uh, that's supporting the racism that is the point of us talking about. If you're more bothered by the property, like this charge. In fact, I wanted to share this. You know, um, what was her name? In Kentucky, Kentucky only has one Black female representative in their
1: legislature oh, she right was arrested last night. Yeah.
0: in Attica Scott is her name she introduced Brianna's law in August to end no-knock warrants statewide and she was she was arrested last night on uh felony charges of first degree rioting now so, uh, another legislator in Kentucky shared this tweet uh I want you all to see to really think about what we're talking about here right two people this week were charged with Class D felonies. Brett Hankinson, the officer, and Representative Attica Scott. They were charged the level of their charges is the same. They are both Class D felonies. His for firing at random into apartment buildings and killing Brianna trailer, and her for protesting that
1: killing. Like really think about what that says to black people. And then the one was out in 30 minutes and then she's been detained overnight. I think she got up this morning. So being aware that we will never
0: understand how this makes black people feel, but we don't need to understand the feeling to show up as allies to support the change. We've talked about it a bunch of times in the show. Y'all, the protests are great. And the point of the protests is to change the laws at our local level, at our state levels, at our federal levels for how policing happens in our communities. So, until the, unless we change the laws, the things keep happening and the protests keep happening and the protests have been so common all summer that only when there's some kind of extreme act, a fire, extreme violence or something, does it even make it onto the news.
1: Yeah. So, it's important that we show up. And it's and really it's really horrible what this administration is now doing in these rally calls where he's saying he's dividing even more democratic cities, democratic states, and all this. Let me tell you something. There is no city that, it, I mean, no state. I mean, Mitch McConnell' state is Kentucky. So all of those, that writing, that is not a democratic state, Mr. Whatever you are. It's not. Yeah, and the city of Louisville, not the state level, right? Louisville
0: made huge changes um, In fact, a lot of people were genuinely surprised at the $12 million, you know, lawsuit to Brianna's family, but also the like long list of reforms that Louisville, the city said that it would put into place. Now, Attica Scott, they're fighting at the state level, right? For the whole state of Kentucky. But activists have said that Louisville's response, while maybe not far enough, was bigger and more detailed on what changes they will enact uh, than many other places. So Showing up, making noise, makes change. Um, oh, my, uh, my dear friend, Jennifer Lee Warren, giant Broadway star. She was in Rent on Fu- Rent with me, um, an icon of Broadway, um, who is definitely a leader in advocacy and a crazy talented woman. Hi, Jennifer. Hi, Jennifer. Uh, but it is, you know, it's our job to show up, to be allies to our black friends and the black
1: community. And so many of them are in our community. Uh, we have no excuse to to sit on and the to side. Just listening. Just to keep listening. I just, you know, the you were talking about me and my, you know, my tweets and all that that I get in trouble a, a little bit on Twitter. But it just it just infuriates me. I mean, just the other day after after this happened with Brianna Taylor, this woman who was just the whitest woman I've ever seen. She's going and you know had a MAGA hat on, and so somehow she trolled me. And she said, I stand with our police officers. And I just, you know, I, I, I thought, you know, I can say go fuck yourself or whatever, but I just, I said, I'm just going to block you. That's yeah. just, just that, that is. And, and of course, the first thing on her profile was Christian. Always.
0: Christian. Always. Press love. And hey, and also because y'all, have, we've been trying to focus on practical actions, right? Obviously, we can't all get to Louisville and maybe you don't feel comfortable, you know, protesting in your city. But if you want to support the Louisville community and the actions they're asking the state and the city to take, check out www.investdivest.org. They have concrete actions they're calling for, and you can support their efforts in that way
1: so real-world actions we can take. Very detailed and thorough website too. I went there today, and uh, you'll you'll get lost there for a while. So yes. all right. Oh uh,
0: wait, well, and but and and so but shifting gears because. Uh, we all have things going on, and I'm real excited, y'all. Dell show is coming up so soon.
1: That means I have to prepare. I have to get. Yeah. You know, I've been preparing a little bit. You know, I I showed you. Uh, I got some. I, I'm adding some new material to the shit stir because it's been a year since I've done it, and we've had COVID, and a lot of a lot of shit has happened. So um, it's it's going to be a fun show, and Emerson Collins is going to. Be my guest that night. You know who he is. Uh, familiar, and uh, he's doing a a new uh, just a bunch of stand up that I am so. <laughs> uh, Can y'all see, I know I'm small right now, but this yeah. is my. But um, anyway, thank you for being a part of that, Emerson, and, and and Emerson's going to be helping me with the technical aspects, so you don't have to worry about me doing the technical aspects. But if you want to know. Who has blocked me on Twitter. If you want to know what I've been watching on the the on the Pornhub during during pandemic, then come on. Come join yeah. me and let's try to forget. I mean, you're not we're not going to forget about everything because I touch on a lot of that stuff that I'm passionate about. But we're going to make we're we're hopefully uh, you're going to laugh at home and I'm going to pretend to hear you. Yes. That's right. And I
0: will read the comments so we know. So get your tickets, www.delshores.com, and we'll get that. All right. All right. Okay. Moving so on into the news.
1: Yes, we've got Kamala Harris and Mike Pence are prepping for their upcoming debate, and I'm excited about that debate. I am so excited. And here, here's what I really love, the, the stand-ins. So Pence is using former Wisconsin Governor Scott Walker to play... <laughs> Kamala Harris, where uh, Kamala, on the other hand, has cast Pete Buttigieg uh, to play Pence. And he was selected because of his familiarity with the vice president, who was the governor of Indiana when Buttigieg was mayor of South Bend. It is also perfect casting because Pence and Buttigieg have a lot in common. Okay, don't go there, y'all. Don't go there, because I did. Uh, They're both from Indiana. They were both raised Catholic. Pence was an altar boy. Uh, Buttigieg attended a Catholic high school and then they're both married to teachers. Uh, one uh, bigoted teacher and one that's not. Uh, during the democratic pro- primaries, Pence rarely commented on any of the candidates except Buttigieg, she was a little obsessed. Uh, and Karen Pence accused Pete of attacking her husband's religious beliefs when he called him out for using Christianity to justify his homophobia uh you mama pants mama pants right um harris has expressed some uh, trepidation going into the debate at a recent fundraiser she said uh pence is a good debater so i'm so concerned like i can only disappoint yes i don't think so i do not think so i think she's underplaying herself and of course this counters the more likely truth shown in an interview with biden earlier this year with uh, david muir who said, uh, he says he's looking forward to seeing you on the debate stage more than anyone could imagine. And she responded, oh, good, me too. Oh, I'm looking forward to seeing him. Uh, absolutely. Uh, the, the debate will be held on October the 7th. Uh, that's, that's very soon, y'all, at the University of Utah. I want to know if Chasten is
0: playing the role of Mother Penn. At these debate preps. I hope so. I feel like Chaston has some good theatrical bona fides. And I just love
1: to see him sitting in the front row playing Karen. I just would love to see some of those mock debates. I wish they would release some of them. I mean, does does God, Mayor yes. wear a little ugly white wig? I mean a little you oh, know Oh, I hope so. Like that uh, like that awkward Anderson Cooper wig from S N L. Yeah, like um, exactly. Do they bring the SNL makeup team in to to do them? And I, mean, I would pay so much money
0: to, because you know they videotape it, so the candidates can watch it back and say, "Look, uh, look at what you did there. Like, don't do this. Don't get distracted. Watch your hands, or whatever."
1: That would be the note to me, Emerson. Put your hands down. But can we please just go back? That 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 Governor uh, Scott Walker is playing Kamala Harris. It's like, why not Maya Rudolph? Why not just get her? Well, that's
0: because they're all white Republicans. They don't have any black female friends.
1: Oh, that's right. Everybody refused. I like, uh, no. come on no, no. now.
0: Who does Mike Pence know that's a black
1: woman? Who does Mike Pence know that's, who's black? He's not even allowed to be oh, around well, women without other. Ben Carson. I'm sorry. He knows Ben Carson. They've met a few times. Uh-huh. He uh, said, oh, that's true. Man, that, you know Ben Carson,
0: man. famous neurosurgeon, in, tar- in charge of housing and urban development. Right. Y'all, you know he only got that job because Trump read "urban" and said, "Oh, that means black." Who's a black guy? Oh, that's good. You know that's why that's like, like white people code, right? Oh, I, I, she's just her, her. She's it's very urban. That's a Karen, Karen Pence. That her name is Karen. Like Karen everything, she's a Karen. She's a Karen. Wait, Jennifer said this and she can cuz she's a black woman. Diamond and silk, shuck and jive. I mean, oh.
1: I'm shocked they have not they have not um they've not uh blocked me on Twitter. I I've, I've gone after them a few times. It's, um, it's a good one.
0: Um all right. Well, and cuz somebody just said uh, somebody actually just said about our next story. Uh and somebody asked I'm so happy this show is back. Is it being uploaded elsewhere? Yes, Francesca. You can watch all of the previous episodes on my YouTube channel, youtube.com, Emerson Collins, or on Dell's Facebook page. They're all there, for better or for worse. Uh, you can keep them all. And then uh, somebody said, Shannon, I'm in Ke- Kelly Loeffler's district with a trans kid, and that's our next story. So y'all do We've talked about Georgia Republican Senator Kelly Loeffler. She has now submitted a bill that attempts to rewrite part of civil rights law, Title IX, to legally erase trans kids and bar them from taking part in school sports. She she has an amendment that seeks to define sex as based solely on a person's reproductive biology and genetics at birth for the purposes of athletics and to bar trans people from taking part in sporting events in their true gender. If states receive federal funds per release the bill is intended to make sure schools keep girls' sports for girls it's backed by anti-lgbt hate groups and senators including the family research council now even if it passes the senate it's not likely to pass the democrat controlled house which is great but notice that she doesn't seem to care about trans men participating you know it's like it's only trans men uh, it's only trans women participating in girls sports. So it's not about like equality of gender. It's just transphobic.
1: Yeah, I guess you said be very good at me. I don't know what to, what, what's her logic on that, just to be a, an asshole?
0: Yes, just to be an asshole. And a reminder, he was our spotlight a couple of weeks ago, but Reverend Raphael Warnock is the one running against Kelly Loeffler, and he needs to make the top two in in, the, in Georgia in order to make the runoff in January. So if you've got some dollars, spare them for Reverend uh Warnock because he's a huge affirming member of the clergy. And y'all know we know that's sort of rare in the South. And we have got to get that bigot
1: out. Yes. There's, there's my message for Kelly. Love is love, and then smoke some pot. Yeah. Uh, all right. Um, so uh, this is this is a crazy story. And Emerson, our, our our college town where we went to college. Uh, The death of uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg and the potential impact of a new Supreme Court judge on Roe versus Wade has brought out the conservative crazy. Pastor Robert Henderson of Radiant Church in Waco, Texas, has gone viral in a video bragging to his congregation to take indirect credit for her death right wing watch posted the video y'all go to right wing watch and see what if i do a good imitation because i studied him a little bit to do this uh and here's what he, he told his congregation we were in the meeting on monday night in dc and i told him i said look we need to go into the courts of heaven right now while we're on site in dc and we need to shut the mouth of the lion judicially we need to ask for a judgment against the lion that has actually been devouring and intends to devour the, uh, from the Supreme Court. We need to get a judgment against this lion that Paul said God shut the mouth of. Well, guess what? Ruth Bader Ginsburg has passed away. President Trump will establish a new Supreme Court justice. That's no accident. Someone said, now, how can you have the authority to do that? No individual can do that, but a house of prayer that is representing a culture can stand in the courts of heaven and get verdicts rendered out of heaven that will allow God's will to be done. You need to understand that if we don't shut down this abortion issue, that blood altar will invite demonic powers into this nation. As bad as killing babies is, it's not just about the babies. It's about a blood altar that is inviting demonic powers. We have to shut it down and we need a judgment, a judgment, a judgment against the mouth of the lion. (laughs) Um, Henderson also took credit for Trump's 2016 victory through the power of prayer and claimed that he would be Trump's spiritual running mate. Uh-huh. Twenty twenty election, sir. Yeah. You're doing a piss poor job being that spiritual running mate. Also,
0: uh, that as David Smothered says, you imitate nasty preachers pretty well. Y'all, I only put these stories in so he can give you a performance for our entertainment because this kind of bigot that's from the world we grew up in makes my brain bleed so much. And being able to laugh, but at the core of it, it's so dark that this man is like. She died and we prayed, our prayers killed her. And that's a good thing because that blood alter.
1: I mean, I I, I try to channel the the mind of these people while I'm doing it. And he, yes, that kitty, a fucking psycho. I just had to go nuts. I just had to go a little bit nuts talking (laughs) about the blood author will invite demonic powers into this nation.
0: And David said, and my father was a Baptist minister, but not like that. My father was basically Jimmy Carter.
1: I appreciate that. Yeah, mine, mine was very, very calm too. Mine, my dad was not, that, mine was a Baptist minister as well, David, but not not that kind.
0: Um. All right. Now for this next story, we've talked about this uh, before and it ties into all of like re- re- being allies to the black members of our community and of course, black people in general. Uh, let me get this video because uh, I want to share it so y'all can watch it while I talk about it you won't hear it so I can tell you the story uh, but this new PSA uh, happened was put out by Rupaul's drag race uh, from all of the black queens. Mm. And it's, it's great that RuPaul's Drag Race is doing it. It's a PSA to fight racism among its fans because queens and fans have long discussed this problem. It's newly two, nearly two minutes long. It features a bunch of black queens you know. Heidi and Closet, Mariah Balenciaga, Latrice, Maya Miller, Widow Von Du, who literally said a couple of weeks ago on Twitter, congratulations, y'all made me quit drag, and the Vixen. And in the video, these queens reintroduce themselves by their real names, their boy names, and they talk about their hobbies in order to humanize themselves. Heidi, speaking as Travion, says, I'm someone who has experienced injustice and racism at a very young age firsthand. They say in pieces together, underneath the eleganza is a human being just like you. We need to collectively stop the threat, stop the racism that is affecting this community. So make a plan to be better. And of course, it ends with them using Rue's iconic line, everybody say love, and it directs, viewers to the trevor project for more information on the intersection of race and lgbtq identities now here is the terrible thing about this though um these queens shouldn't have to make a video saying here are my hobbies and i like waffles and i do puzzles for white fans to think of them as people you know it's like it's a great psa it's great that these queens did this but how insane to have to say Underneath this makeup and these outfits you love is a person with feelings,
1: you know? I know. And 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 I you know what was really crazy about me is that I when I, when I saw when I saw the, the you the story, I thought I already and I started seeing them. I go, I already feel like they're my friends because I've been watching and of course we've had Latrice on the show and Latrice and I have bonded over sorted lives and I just can't believe, yeah, I, I can't believe that there are such bigots that, that are fans of the show. It just, just it's Well, hardly-
0: you know, it's like, it's remembering that, right? There's white people in every community. We talk a lot about being white gay men in our community who have a lot of privilege and how it's, you can live in the racism you were raised with, the way that queens are attacked, the disproportionate way that black queens are attacked, but the mind boggles that they need to say, I'm just like you. Like it's so also dehumanizing for a black person to have to say to a white person, "You have to think of me as a person." Like, do you know? Like, it's I can't imagine. Like, even asking the queens to do this is asking them to do labor on behalf of reminding white people. You know, I mean, good for them for doing it, and it's great. But like, yeah. it's so yeah. much extra I,
1: I, I yeah. To be clear, Emerson is not knocking that they did the PSA. He's oh, yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's sad that, that, that we're at a place that it even has to be done. I do have to say though, I shared with you, Honey Davenport joined Team Sorted Lives for Desert Aids today. So that was exciting for us. A big old Drag Race star joining. Yes, team. team. So, uh, all the information for that is on my page. Y'all so y'all donate, give a little bit to Desert Aids this year. All right. So here's, we got a quick update. in um, uh, our, um, in our political news. Uh, no, th- this is actually an update on something else. Sorry. We told the story of city councilor Carrie Evans in Minot, North Dakota, who gave that amazing, amazing rant uh, to the bigots protesting the pride flag being flown. Well, now the city has banned any flags other than the official American and state flags from being flown on city property. While supporters wanted the flag, uh, uh, the Pride flag taken down. The new policy means that the NRA flag will not be flown this month, nor will the POW, the MIA flag be flown this month to show respect for American veterans. This town will develop a policy to decide which flags can be flown and where. Meanwhile, students at Minot State University have raised a plat, flat Pride flag on campus so you know what some bigotry and counter yeah i love it like because you know those bigots are the same people that were like yay the nra
0: flag and like no they don't get their flag yeah exactly what my flags um all right well we talked last week about lifetime announcing that a married real life gay couple ben lewis and blake lee would star in their upcoming gay christmas movie well hallmark because y'all they were right on the heels this year just announced That Jonathan Bennett, the openly gay star of Mean Girls and a big TV host, will headline their upcoming Christmas movie, The Christmas House, with Robert Buckley playing his husband. It will be Bennett's third Hallmark movie. Michelle Vickery at Crown Media said, this year's movie reflects our most diverse representation of talent, narratives, and families, including The Christmas House, featuring a storyline about a gay couple looking to adopt their first child. The Christmas House will air on the Hallmark Channel, November 22nd. So it's right around the corner. I mean, they are cranking out these Christmas movies because it's already September. Well, wow, okay. Uh, there's Jonathan Bennett. And I wanted to show you Robert Buckley before I said uh, my minor complaint. Uh, Cause like, Lord, he's a lollipop. You could just lick. Um, and a great actor. I've enjoyed him in another uh, some other shows, but I will say, I'm not in the camp of, like, forever and all-time only gay people should play gay roles, but the category of attractive 30-something, the number of openly gay actors that are available right, is mildly frustrating. Like, Jonathan Bennett is the name. He's been on your network a bunch, and he's gay. So, like, this is such a great moment for, like, a gay actor that hasn't had as many chances, and it's like the idea that there aren't white, gay, Abercrombie-looking homosexuals. I could throw scroll through Instagram and find you fifteen guys that look like that in a minute.
1: Yeah, and you know what's really interesting uh, in, in in the casting world is um, I remember um, when I was producing uh, 1996 because it was when I the year I came out. Ned and Stacy. I wrote an episode called "The Gay Caballeros," and it was where Ned pretended to be gay went to a gay club because he would do anything to get clients. Emerson, we offered that role to a couple of gay actors who were closeted, who turned it down because they did not want to, or their managers did not want them to play gay. So it's wonderful. Yeah, but that's, yes. But but it's it's no different. different The evolution of that has been so great that there's now plenty. And I, you know, in in back in the day, I cast... uh, a straight actor to play Ty in the stage play. Now, I didn't know he was straight or gay when he auditioned. I said, when he auditioned for me, he was gay. But now you would know much, the people are, are openly gay. So you go, oh, that's a gay actor. You know that.
0: Yes. Yeah, so it's not, and again, y'all, I'm. Not, it's not about like, oh, it has to, it's not about like, you'll play the role better. But the number of gays in the 30 to 40 age bracket that didn't get opportunities in their 20s because right. we were casting straight people all the time to play the gay parts. That are available, like I could write you out 30. And it just seems like a missed opportunity to not pair Jonathan famous Jonathan Bennett, who's definitely famous, with somebody else because it's not like they're gonna be asked to do rocket science in this film. Yes. All right. Well, we've reached the halfway point of our show, which means it's time for our shameless commercial. If you enjoy the work that we do here, the stories that we share, the community and conversation, and you will have some dollars and want to send us a dollar, five, twenty, a hundred, a $1, thousand. You can send us a tip on Venmo at Emerson Collins or on PayPal to Beard Collins Shores Productions at
1: gmail.com and it's all in the scroller below. Yes, it is and thank you for all of those who continue to support us in this way. Yes, all um, right up next. Uh, yes, we've got a, uh, is it me? Yeah. Wait. Oh, it's another pride. I get so confused with all the flags. Uh, okay. Jennifer, uh, I think it's her, her name is Laja, if it's pronounced it with the Hispanic, is a middle school teacher in Reno, Nevada, and she's bisexual, and she has a girlfriend, and she usually has pride flags uh, in her classroom, but she was told to take it down this year after the school district issued a policy prohibiting, you know, wait for this, partisan political activities. She told BuzzFeed News, she reached out to a trustee, Andrew uh, Caldwell, in the district to ask if the policy would include her pride flag or even mentioning her girlfriend. He, He emailed her back and said the courts have held LGBTQ issues to be political speech. And thus, the rainbow flag is considered to be political speech, so it cannot be expressed through clothing, or other means, such as displaying a flag in your class. She was told she could mention her girlfriend because who you are is not impacted by this policy, only what is expressed in class through visual aids. Leha said it's important for her to keep pride visible in the schools because there are students, this is so important, there are students who spend their lives in the closet and especially in middle school, that is when students are starting to figure out where they are. I usually have a flock of seventh and eighth graders who are trying to learn who they are and how they identify and they come towards me. So Leha decided to slather her classroom in rainbows to make up for the lack of a pride flag and make a TikTok about it. The trustee did say, I want to be abundantly clear. The policy does not require the staff to hide their own sexual identity. The policy does not impact a teacher is it only impacts the advocacy uh for a specific political position he defended the policy saying that it applied to other kids of speech such as pro-life pro-choice nra etc so there is her here. there we go i found out that i'm not allowed to tell students that i'm gay because um, it can be seen as supporting a single political party and it can be seen as a political issue, so if anybody asks, I just really like rainbows. I just like really like rainbows. I just really like rainbows. Like I really like rainbows. I really no like no politics rainbows. in Miss Leah's classroom. She just really likes rainbows. Rainbow duct tape. That's just because I really like rainbows. Rainbows aren't political. Not at all. Rainbows are just colorful and fun. It's not a political thing at all. It's just that I really like rainbows. What, this? This isn't political. This is just that I really like rainbows. I love it so much. I love her. Oh my God, I love her so much. She's a little bit of a shitster. Um, yeah. She's yeah. literally
0: just like, I really like, what? It's not political. I just really like rainbows. I really like rainbows. Look, I got one on today. I just like them.
1: Well, I guess that whoever said that, you know, that it associated with one particular party, LGBT, did not look at that Hornet poll that we did from last week, that Hornet poll. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Are you up?
0: I am. I just didn't know if there was more to that thought.
1: No, there was no more to that. None at all. When I stop talking, that's usually I'm done. Well, it's so rare. I know. It's like I got thrown off. What an asshole. <laughs> I,
0: I, I, I didn't I follow the yet. connection to the I didn't follow the connection to the poll. I was trying I was
1: just I didn't get there. It's all, he, all right. And, and and he treats me like this even after I did all that technical stuff last week. That one time, I know. Um let's skip the next story
0: and you go to the Senate spotlight because we're so far behind. Oh, are we? Okay. Yeah. See the numbers at the beginning of the story? It tells you what time we should be at. Shut up.
1: Okay, so this minute, here we go with our Senate spotlight. I wish there was a way just to reach through the computer and just slap. I know a thing you like to have in the control. So in our Flip the Senate focus, our Senate spotlight this week is Sarah Gideon, and she is running to unseat Susan Collins in Maine, and she's doing very well, y'all. Uh, Susan Collins has been in that seat for 25 years, and Sarah has been on her local town council as state representative, and now speaker of the main house. She's making expanded healthcare access a priority and champion uh, job training legislation and pushed back the governor's veto to address the opioid crisis. Her website has personal testimonies that address each of her legislative priorities and they do include LGBT rights. Also, she will take down Susan Collins. So to donate or volunteer, go to www.sarahgideon.com. And um, I was very interested in a Susan Collins story today on CNN, they were interviewing a lot of people. Why have you flipped? Because So many Democrats love Susan Collins for f- so many years and it was over Brett Kavanaugh. Most most of them cited that.
0: Yep, I, I, well, and absolutely. You know, Su- she spent so much time, right? Saying, oh, I'm concerned, oh, it concerns me. She's been so concerned about everything that Trump's done. But then at the end of the day, she like does what he wants anyway. So it doesn't seem to matter. Zanna said, I donated money to her before she was the candidate. A campaign was
1: started after the Kavanaugh appointment for whoever ran against Collins. She literally did what you just said. Me too, Zanna. I absolutely did that exact same thing. And, uh, but does anybody else feel like Susan Collins is like uh, Alice Ghostly Bernice from uh, Designing Women's Long Lost Sister? Uh Yes. This, I see it. I see it completely. And that's one of the seats, y'all on our Flip the Senate
0: campaign. So uh, she is one of the the real opportunities of like pulling down a Republican uh, who pretends always to be so bothered
1: and so upset and, you know, doing doing whatever. Do Susan Collins, she is going to vote for this new one. She will Absolutely. 100%.
0: Um, And then at the same time, the other thing we are doing, uh, again, because it helps me to focus on just two or three races uh, each week. And so we're focusing on a Senate to flip the Senate campaign. And then we are focusing on down ballot LGBTQ candidates. There's lots of them. If you visit uh, the Victory Fund, you can see lots of places that members of our community are running. But these are uh, great ones uh, that I'm focusing on. Pat Hackett is running for the US House to represent Indiana. She's a lawyer, a teacher, a civic leader. She's a small business owner with her own law firm that focuses on estate planning, family law, and healthcare law. And she works as an adjunct professor at the Notre Dame Law School. Pat uh, and her wife, Rita, live in South Bend, Indiana. Of course, we all know South Bend now because it's where Pete Buttigieg uh, was the mayor. And of course, she does have Pete Buttigieg's endorsement. Her issues on her website are incredibly in-depth. You can read a lot about her there. And they're very progressive, all the way up to and including uh, Medicare for All. So uh, visit www.pathackettforcongress.com to volunteer and contribute to her campaign. Um, Because that's for the House. It's not even a state-level office like some of the other ones we've been doing. Uh, She would represent the entire state of Indiana. And you know it would irritate my pants. So let's help her over there.
1: Absolutely.
0: Um, And I did want to tell y'all, I did something this weekend because I realized, even though I've like narrowed it down to just like 20 candidates that we're focusing on, uh, it might be a little little annoying uh, to check out all of those different websites. So I made a single donation page on ActBlue. Uh, if you go to that website, that is all of the candidates uh, that I am pushing, all of the people we are talking about our show. So you can donate to all 20 of these candidates, the nine Flip the Senate candidates, the 11 LGBTQ candidates with one click, uh, if that's a little easier.
1: Uh, uh, don't I you know, that, Emerson, I use I, I that glue all the time. I always give, you know, little money here and little money there. Most uh, of the candidates, when you go to their websites, the
0: link that you end up clicking takes you to ActBlue because right. most, most, you know, it's like when we all use credit card processors. Uh, it keeps a record. It handles the receipts uh, for the campaigns. Um, so if you go to this particular link, uh, it will be all the candidates that we've talked about on our show that you can donate to in one place. And if you give me just one second. Uh, and Erica said, I saw Erica donated through this link. It makes a little easier. You can just do it uh one time
1: i just thought maybe that would be helpful well, that's the link to go to is uh donate emerson twenty twenty yeah. yeah i know it y'all
0: it looks like i'm running for something but i'm not i just needed to give it a name
1: <laughs> that was specific i just put it in the chat room as well so you can click there and i'll, I think emerson I'll be a very good candidate for something um like oh dog catcher I don't know, there might be a few things they dig up though. I know y'all, I in up my in closet. I'd rather keep them buried. So, um, all right, uh, the uh, US House of Representatives Monday unanimously, this is some good news y'all, approved the establishment of a three digit number 988 for the National Suicide Prevention lifeline. And the legislation includes several provisions, especially to LGBTQ people. It's the first LGBTQ inclusive measure to pass both houses of Congress by a unanimous vote. Uh, The legislation is uh, needed to provide funding and approve the provisions uh, for LGBTQ people and their specific group. Uh, The provisions include requirements for LGBT cultural competency training for all lifeline counselors and for the establishment of an integrated voice response option for LGBTQ youth and other high-risk populations to reach specialized care. There will be a a two-year phase and plan approved by the FCC. While the transition to that number takes place, gonna take two years, The FCC advises Americans who need help to contact the Lifeline by calling 1-800-273-TALK, 800-273-TALK. And of course, for our communities, you can always contact the Trevor Project at 866-488-7386 or the Trans Trans Lifeline at 877-565-8860. So, yeah.
0: and this is this is so huge and so great that they're getting uh, this, you know, having a number that anyone could easily know without having to look up uh, to deal with significant mental health crisis. Um, and I don't think we can ignore or skip past, you know, how huge it is that they added specific LGBTQ provisions in it and it passed by a unanimous vote in both houses. It's the first vote ever to mention our community specifically and get a unanimous vote, um, you know. So at least that acknowledges how important dealing with mental health is, but also that our community and our mental health issues can be specific and can be different. I've been really candid the last couple of months in a silly way and an honest way about my own mental health struggles. My new pills, I finished the transition and
1: they're working really well. Good, you seem happy and you seem, you Well, that's right, and- but I'm not, uh, not anxious. It, well, and you, you know, that little snarky asshole part of you that I really love and adore um, until it's targeted at me. Um, that's back. That is back. Yeah. Just... But so it is, y'all. And I put all the numbers at the
0: bottom. They're longer numbers, but in the next two years, 988 uh, will be available to anybody, and it's great. We can rattle it off just the way we do 911. So that's huge and exciting, and, and it is. Right now, a lot of people having been... I've talked to so many people through this time that don't, you know, normally have mental health issues to the point where they need a doctor or medication that are really negotiating it for the first time. So once again, y'all don't, don't suffer
1: in silence. Be, be- therapy. I've, you know, one of our, our good friends that listens to our show here, I've been talking to, to her and she said, you know, for, she's, she's needing some therapy. And I, it's so great that when you do, there's no shame in that, y'all. I've had so many fucking therapists over the years. I know you. that's shocking because you go, well, he needs more. But I have had a lot of therapy and I, therapy has saved my, my life so many times. I mean, when I've gone through some periods of, of stress with both divorces, uh, I I really wouldn't have made it without my therapist. I'm I, convinced of that. So it's sometimes it's good to have somebody to talk to. So don't be ashamed of that. And there are ways to do it that are pay what you can. Yeah.
0: And you're paying them. So they have to listen. Unlike your friends, you know, who are like, Oh, I'm so sorry. I've got another call. Oh, I've got a zoom happy hour to jump. Oh, I got, you
1: know, I'm going through outpost. I'm sorry. Click the, um, outpost is a a hill. Jill, I told you taking that depression treatment, I think it
0: might start working.
1: Yeah. Oh, good, Rob. Good for you. Yes. Another friend of mine had that same thing. Um, Michael. Oh, I'm glad. That is why I made that link,
0: y'all. Just so for an easy place. That way, you don't have to go to each of these websites if you don't want to. And on the ActBlue link, you can decide if you just want to donate to certain candidates. It doesn't require you do all 20. So I gave all the options. Awesome. Um, yes. Oh, yeah. And in really, really important news, y'all, it is official. It's been repeated once again that the YMCA song by the Village People is not about gay sex. Victor Willis, one of the original members, reiterated this uh, on Facebook. He said, notice about YMCA, news and Twitter trending of YMCA is off the chart right now with false accusations about the song. But as I've said numerous times before, And this was proven in federal court. I wrote 100% of the lyrics to YMCA so I don't know what my song is about. It's one of the most iconic songs in the world. I will not stand idle and allow it to be defamed. Therefore, I will sue the next media organization or anyone else that falsely suggests YMCA is somehow about illicit gay sex. Get your minds out of the gutter, please. It is not about that. He kept going in a comment afterwards saying, there's no gay subtext to YMCA. Did Village People record songs with a gay subtext? Yes, we did, but YMCA is not one of them. In fact, the gay songs all appeared on the first album. But by the second album, when I started writing lyrics, Jock Morelli and I moved our music away from that and into the mainstream. That's why the second, third, fourth, and fifth albums were far more (laughs) successful than the first album because the music was moved away from that narrow focus. Some assumed we continued. We did not. Now, this is on the heels of he did. It's very interesting to me because it seems a little homophobic, but then it isn't because he's like the first album was real gay. The later ones weren't. And he criticized the Republican Party for using YMCA earlier this year. And he attacked Donald Trump for using Macho Man. So,
1: yes, it's very right funny.
0: That he says we wrote gay stuff. YMCA just
1: isn't one. Yeah. But but here's my issue with Mr. Willis. Uh, if you're going to go after the media organizations, if you're going to sue them, Uh, But you you fall short of suing this administration and people like Tom Petty's uh, family. uh, There have been so many uh, Neil Young. They have all sued cease and desist. Donald Trump do not use our music. We do not want you to use our music. You know, use fucking Travis Tritt's music or, you know, James Woods, lovely album. Yeah, uh, you're, you're so right. It's interesting that he chose not to pursue legal
0: action against Trump, but will sue the next media organization because I'm sorry. I am. We are not saying it's gay because please don't sue me. I don't have any money to give you. I donated all my money to my little to these campaigns and I'm living off Venmo tips. Uh, but yes, Venmo Emerson's Venmo, sue it. Sue it. Oh, no, don't sue me. I can't. Has anyone been to a steam room at a YMCA? It's very gay to me, to me, to me. Not the song, just the experience.
1: Right. So that, Emerson, I just want to point out, Emerson was reading somebody else, don't sue him. That was Rob, yeah. you sue Rob. Uh, <laughs> kidding Rob. <laughs> All right, I love this story. In 2011, uh, Mitchell and her family joined the wood. Okay. What'd you say? Oh, go ahead, sorry, sorry. Nicole Mitchell, I deleted the first oh, her. Mitchell, she's just one name, Mitchell. Nicole Mitchell and her family joined the Woodland Hills Church, an anti-gay uh, evangelical megachurch in St. Paul, Minnesota. She worked for uh, her way up the ranks, eventually became the pastor of the church. Now, there's a twist to this story. In 2016, she went on an uh, an LGBT uh, theme play that awakened something deep inside of her. She says, I was like, oh, my gosh, I don't think I'm straight. And it rocked my world. I knew if I revealed my queerness, I would lose it all because the church is not welcoming to queer people. So she started to feel guilty. And a year later, she gave a Fourth of July sermon then left the church for good without telling any of the parishioners that it was the last time they would ever see her. Let's just discuss that for a moment. Can you imagine you're going to church? Your pastor comes and
0: does the July 4th sermon leaves and just never comes back. I'm done. I'm done.
1: Like Fireworks for Jesus. Bye. No explanation. Well, then here's what happened. She came out as bisexual and pansexual and got some tattoos and divorced her husband. Then she took a pole dancing class. Ooh, and that's where it all started. She moved to LA and launched an OnlyFans page. She says, from a young age, I had fantasized about being a stripper, but I was indoctrinated to believe my desires and my body were innately sinful and bad. And now she's doing it. About her OnlyFans, she says, I started off really timid, just like topless photos, but now I'm at the point where I take personal requests And I make videos very tailored to people's specific desires. I'm to the point where back in March, I was actually going to be paid several thousand dollars to have sex with someone. And I was a okay with that. But then COVID hit and that got canceled. Uh, This self-proclaimed pastor turned stripper and the mother of three, there's another twist, says every person has the right to express themselves in whatever way feels good to them, and this is how it feels good to me. And I say good for you, stripper for Jesus. I say good for you. I have to
0: tell you, I was so excited finding this story that you literally wrote about strippers for Jesus in Trailer Trash Housewife, and it's in the movie Blues for Willa Dean where our good friends Kristen McCullough and Rachel Sorsa play the strippers for Jesus. She's literally a Southern Baptist stripper. I mean, she's not Southern Baptist anymore, but I mean...
1: She you get her.
0: Yeah, she's one of your people.
1: She is, you know, but my strippers for Jesus, they would actually witness while they were lap dancing.
0: Well, yes, I th- she's moved on from that portion of the adventure in her life. But I just loved it. I don't know. I felt like I could relate. It's very similar to like my approach to Instagram. Well, I, I was I- such a good little Southern Baptist boy, ashamed, ashamed of my body, ashamed of my impulses. You know, the first time I saw a Playgirl magazine and like cried after I masturbated to it. I was a grown up, graduated from college, bought porn magazines in New York City and ran to my apartment scared. And I just, now it's like, fuck it. Dick's out on Instagram. I relate to her.
1: Pornhub and I are very good friends.
0: John Martin, I know, I love that. That's the reason I picked that photo I put up y'all because that suit she was wearing was like a mesh cross that wasn't an accident well good for her i am her own absolutely and then i just wanted to share this video with y'all because as we talk about how we can support do actual action actual donations actual volunteering signing up making sure people are registered to vote this video got put out by a bunch of atlanta strippers uh with the hashtag get ya booty to the polls that is an ad for voting and I just want you all to enjoy this because I appreciate literally everyone uh, using their particular talents and their particular skill set to do what they can. So here are the Atlanta strippers pushing, get it's out the vote. Time.
1: Do you know who elects the DA?
0: We do, but you don't want to vote. Can't make it rain if you locked up on some bullshit.
1: Want trades and coding taught in our schools? Then vote for the school boards that will prepare us for the job market. Want to end cash bail? Well, then vote for the sheriffs and county officials that feel the same way you do. But you talking about, oh, they going to pick who? They going to pick, Shouty. Ferguson just elected their first black mayor. You know how that happened? It's clear black lives on about current elected officials. If they matter to you, then don't let other people decide who's going to run your community.
0: Get your booty to the poll. Get your booty to the poll. Get your booty to the poll. Get, get,
1: get your vote. Vote. Yeah. Vote. 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 Stretch, For
0: information vote, on how vote, and where to vote, vote, as well as resources vote, to find vote, out who's running vote, where you live, vote, go to getyourbootytothepoll.com.
1: Get your booty to the poll. Oh, yeah.
0: I mean, oh, get yeah. your booty to the poll.com. Y'all, we are using every tool in the toolbox for every candidate at every level in this election. I loved it so much. Just, that was that was great. Thanks for that, Emerson. I love that. Just seemed like a nice, happy go out Friday moment, right?
1: Absolutely.
0: Um, got- and before, hold on, before we leave, uh, I want to say a huge thank you to Allison and to... Bob and Victor and Kitty, the other day, uh, for your contributions to us making the show happen. If you haven't tipped yet and you want to, you can hit uh, drop a few dollars on Venmo at Emerson Collins or on PayPal to beardcollinshoresproductions at
1: gmail.com. And Johnny Hartman, I see that you're in the room, and Emerson and I, <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. So, yes, so many people have been so generous, and we really appreciate it. Erica, so many of y'all. Anyway, Erica said earlier, her
0: contribution today was to the Act Blue link uh, that I put up. So like, y'all, that is great.
1: We We celebrate that as well. Um, Y'all have the best weekend. Emerson, you're going to have a good weekend? Well, I hope so. I'm sure going to
0: try. I think Blake and I are doing Jackie Cox's YouTube show on Tuesday before our show. Uh, So we're going to announce some new things. Do you have fun weekend plans or are you just doing I, class, I,
1: right? Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna uh, I've got classes. I'm gonna teach classes. I'm gonna actually gonna have some dinner with some friends tonight, do little social distance things, and uh, just continue to try to stay uh, afloat and above water. <laughs> so Oh, yes, absolutely. Y'all take care of yourselves, take care of each other.
0: We're grateful you come hang out with us, and we'll see you on Tuesday.